Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's game day. The Sens are in Florida ready to take on the Panthers, and that includes Levy Marilainen, who's expected to start in goal for the second game in a row. And in Belleville for the second straight home game, a goalie debuted ending in a 41-save shutout. But was it enough for a critical win to stay alive in the playoff race? I hope so. We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 772 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe wherever you download your podcast, including on YouTube. Today is Thursday, April 6th, and Pillsy, Sens, and Panthers, did you know that Brady and Matthew Kachuk are brothers? No. Yeah. And they're going to play against each other? In, a, in the game of hockey. Oh my goodness, wow. I wonder if their dad will be watching. Maybe. You think they'll fight? <laughs> Not if their mom has anything to say about it. That's my guess. I'm officially over the storyline. It was fun having him in Calgary the first couple times, the face-off with uh, Wes McCauley putting them head-to-head. Then it was fun bringing him into the division. The last game, I saw some words on Twitter saying, am I a party pooper? I think it was postcast contributor Jack Richardson. And I was like, you know what? I'm not there yet because it's a meaningful game for the first time where the Senators and Panthers were both fighting at that point for a wild-card position. But now... It's officially just another game. No, what? What do you mean? But this is still a very meaningful game for both teams. Both teams? Both teams. Okay. Ross, yes or no? The Ottawa Senators are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. No. This game matters. I mean, we went over... Where were you last episode? My power went out, but I thought you were along with us the whole time. There is a blueprint for a way the Ottawa Senators can still make the playoffs. Yeah, there is. There certainly is. And it starts with a a 4-0 record for the Ottawa Senators. Four games remaining. They've got three more on the road, two at home. Sorry, that's math guy here. Math guy. Four games. I said three on the road and two at home. Oh, okay. (laughs) Four games remaining, two on the the road, two at home. Two at home. We got it. Two plus two. Equals four today, it does at least. <laughs> today, it does, uh, yeah. But yes, it starts with a four and O record, and you can't go four and O before going one and O. That's me making up the math on that one. But the Ottawa Senators six points back of the Florida Panthers and New York Islanders. So yes, Pilsy, mathematically it's still possible, mm-hmm. but unlikely. Yes, and you know what? I'm willing to concede that point, Ross. Yes, it is unlikely, but it is not impossible. And, you know, these are the games you want to get up for at the end of the season, especially divisional rivals. The Florida Panthers are 
in a very different spot than the Ottawa Senators. Like they were, they weren't really rebuilding. They just kind of pushed all their chips in and like, man, draft picks are for losers should be the Florida Panthers motto when they get into the dressing room, Ross. This team doesn't pick in the first round until 2026, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Like it's insane. And you know what? They've got a good roster for it, but they're strapped to the cap. They're pushing to just barely claw their way into the playoffs, but that's what you got to do. It doesn't matter how you get in, Ross. Once you're in, it's everybody has a chance. The slate is brought back to a clean slate. Everybody starts at zero, so that's what you got to do, and the Ottawa Senators are hoping for an opportunity to do that if they can start this four-game win streak tonight. It's an extremely unlikely situation i think for ottawa to even go for an O, but then they need help on top of that yes. however a four-game win streak is not impossible as the panthers have won their last four games pilsey i'm trying to rack my brain here when was the panthers last loss well it would have been four games ago ross no, up it against five, it would have been five games ago it would have been five games ago ross up against your ottawa senators Three on the road, two at home, five yeah, games. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, that was the last loss for Florida. They seem to have taken that one personally, as you heard. So they haven't lost since Keith Kachuk went on Toronto radio and called the Panthers soft. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, though. Like, I, I know it's it's kind of weird. Like, the rest of the teammates are like, can your dad not trash us in the media? But when the dad uh, um, more, he might have more combined goals than the entire Panthers team. No, but it's got to be, he's got over 500 goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, Verhege scored 40 this year. <laughs> that, that's a big dent in that. Same with Kachuk this year. So there, that's already 80 K. Yeah. So you, if you're new listening to the lock on centers, this episode, you're now very aware. We are not math guys. No, not. I think every time we've used numbers in this six minutes of this episode, Ross, we've been wrong. (laughs) We'll stick the letters and jokes. Yes, but uh, Keith Kachuk, man, imagine listening to him. Remember, he came on. He's like, "Yeah, they shouldn't trade Mark Stone. They trade him next week." Yeah, I do like how Keith Kachuk knows that he he carries weight in his own way, and he can go on and say whatever the heck he wants, and people are going to take him seriously as they should. And uh, I think that that kind of woke up the Panthers because not only have they been winning games, they've been kind of stomping a few teams along the way here. And then also being able to win close games, that 2-1 victory over Buffalo uh, was it was enormous for them uh, last game, but a 7 nothing win against Columbus, 5-2 against Montreal, and an overtime win, 3-2 against Toronto in a game where they came back in the third period. I thought they were dead and gone. They score with a minute left in the game and then win it a minute 40 into overtime. This is a good team they're playing against. There's no question about that. Led up front, of course, by Matthew Kachuk and Alex Barkov. We also... Great to see Anthony Duclair back in full swing. I know it takes you a little while to get your feet under you after having a full, what, six, seven-month recovery. But he's up to eight points now in 16 games. The three assists in a revenge game against Columbus. Yep. So hopefully you can keep him at bay. But more so, it's it's got to be what Ottawa's doing here today. You can't worry about the Florida Panthers. You have to worry about the Ottawa Senators. And I think an important storyline is what I mentioned off the top. The levy Marilinen show is expected to continue. The Senators, I do not believe, are skating today. The media availabilities are already done. We did not get lines, so we're going off of last game because DJ Smith says, 
no changes to the lineup. Are you happy with that decision? Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a overtime loss, you got to keep your lineup the same. That's uh, that's what every coach is doing. Uh, back-to-back overtime losses, run it back once more. But I don't know. I, I guess that's what you're going to do here. The only thing I would maybe mention is I wouldn't mind seeing Julian Gauthier getting in here, but I'm not going to spend too much concentration calories on that one, Ross. But that could be one move you make here. But I like going back to Levy. Uh if that is indeed the starting goalie, DJ Smith will not let us know that. We're going to be stuck here wondering, and the Florida Panthers will be sitting on the edge of their seats trying to figure out how to match their game plan up against either one of these goalies. But when you're a team like the Ottawa Senators and you don't have a clear-cut number one guy right now, yeah. just go, go with who's hot. Go with who's hot. So I, I like it. Hey, where would you get that kind of prophecy from? <laughs> yesterday. Ride the hot hand. Yes, there you go. Yes, that's it. And then DJ quoted that exactly. He just wants some saves. You can see it in his face. Oh, like, man. We know DJ doesn't really like goalies to begin no. with. <laughs> but he just wants a damn save. And so do the fans right now. And they were able to get that with Levy Marilinen. Do you foresee Cam Talbot even dressing for another game this year? I mean, at, at this point, no. Like... Bringing up Mads to just sit on the bench today, making him fly three hours to sit on a bench and get a tan. Hey, day in the sun yesterday. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. I think that's pretty, pretty clear cut that the Cam Talbot experience is over in Ottawa. Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. And I think, you know, that's got to be tough for Cam Talbot, a veteran with a lot of pride. And, uh, you know, he basically forced his way out of Minnesota being like, I feel like I deserve more respect than bringing in Marc-Andre Fleury to battle with me for this job. I feel like I've earned it. And then he comes to Ottawa having a similar opportunity to battle for that number one spot. Forsberg ends up tearing both MCLs on the same play, and now he's got that opportunity, and he's not able to grab it. So I think this is one of those... Cam Talbot's getting a little bit of a slice of humble pie here, and especially after rumors of him wanting $5 million AAV in an extension. Now, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it just seems like all these things are kind of coming together at uh, meeting at a point for Cam Talbot. So it's going to be a very interesting offseason for him and his agent, but I can pretty much damn sure tell you, Ross, they will not be discussing contract extensions with your Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I'd say that's extremely likely. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. That's swing and a miss, number two, on acquiring a veteran. You starter. get three strikes, though. You get three, and at least this time it was an expiring contract yes. acquired, not a four-year fresh extension before the goalie even played a single game for the Ottawa Senators. Some similarities there with, with Matt Murray and Cam Talbot and, and the fact that neither could stay healthy for long enough periods to really get anything going. And it's unfortunate because when Cam Talbot was at his best, man, like, I always go back to that game against Boston right after Christmas where they won in a shootout, and the Senators had no business winning that game. I think they gave up 24 shots in the third period. It was a complete yeah. shooting gallery, and Cam Talbot stood tall. As you said yesterday, it's nothing personal. Yeah, It simply has not worked out. For more discussion on the goaltending situation, check out yesterday's Locked On Senators. We got into Levy Marilinen and Mad Sogard. Where should they be playing the rest of the season? How many of the final four games? Two at home. Two on the road. How should that be divvied up for the Ottawa Senators? I'll tell you what. The Belleville Senators are struggling to find a goalie that can play two games in a row, let alone planning four games ahead. We're going to touch on the beautiful debut of Mark Sinclair 
last night. Very cool story. 27-year-old comes in and just shuts the door. But was a shutout enough? We're going to have that conversation and a full game day preview all coming up on the other side. You are listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, this is a big time in the sports world. The NBA, the NHL are all heading to playoffs. MLB is here, Ross. Masters, Masters week. True. I'm not a golf guy, so I omitted Masters. But yes, Masters are here. When you hear the birds chirping, the FanDuel app just opens on your phone. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so get your Masters bets in, that's for sure. Mike Weir. <laughs> that's your that's your master's bet, eh? Hey, you probably have good odds on that. It is kind of cool, though. Shout out FanDuel, but Mike Weir, when you win the Masters, you can play it for, the rest, yep. for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. You never have to qualify. But they say within reason. So if you're shooting a 140 like you and me, they probably say, all right, all right, come here, have some concessions. By the way, very reasonably priced concessions at the Masters. I wish that other organizations would take a page out of that book. All right, back to FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Yeah, we'll do our Masters talk at the end of the show. Um, But you can bet on the Masters. You can bet on NBA, NHL, MLB, whatever you want. You can find it at FanDuel. And especially, Ross, I love their app. It's simple, safe, easy to use. And there's so many fun bets. You can do money line, puck line, player props, over under, first to five shots. That's one I love. And you can find it all at FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 Dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And if you like parlays, you can get a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. So let's say you do Brady Kachuk over four and a half shots. I was about to say three. It's moved to four and a half shots. Plus your Ottawa Senators winning in regulation. That would be a nice payout on a same game parlay. So check that out and go to fanduel.com slash locked on to see all the promos they have. Once again, FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Go check them out at 779 Bank Street for tasty food, cold drinks, and a very inviting atmosphere, amazing service, amazing event. They have open mic night. They have comedy shows. They have everything that gets you fired up at the Glebe Central Pub. They also love the Senators as much as anybody. They have the Glebe Central shuttle bus to and from all remaining Senators home games. So head to GlebeCentralPub.com and reserve your tickets today for just $15 round trip the bus leaves the glebe central pub at 779 bank street one hour before the game starts they pull into lot one they get you to the game and then you meet right back at the same bus and head back to the glebe central pub so go to glebecentralpub.com check them out also follow them on instagram at glebe central pub and find out all the great events that are ongoing at the glebe central pub we love our friends at the glebe central pub head there after the game on saturday and we'll see you at the Glebe Central Pub. All right, Pilsy. Sometimes timing just works out so beautifully. Oh. Send Central Citizens. You remain the best. 
We love when you interact with us on Twitter at Sens Central and on Instagram, locked on dot senator at Sens Obsessed. So, I mean, we already know where you're at in terms of your love for the Ottawa Senators. He tags us and says, just wanted to give some perspective on where your podcast ranks on my entertainment tier list. <laughs> I've mentally prepared myself to miss 36 to 44 minutes of the Masters LFG. How perfect timing. Wow. We're just talking about the Masters in our ad. That's awesome. Shout out Sens Obsessed. And uh, hey, we're, we are very humbled to uh, be able to take a slice out of your Masters viewing, that's for sure. But I mean, it's, it's Thursday. Are people that dialed in at the Masters on Thursday? It's four days a year. I guess. You have to be dialed in. Dialed, as Pete Fry would say. From True. the first, Jack Nicholas opens the Masters every year, I think. With one, I don't even know if he finishes the first hole, but he goes out there and like, it's like shooting the the gun at at a race. He goes out there and hits the first shot on the first hole. And it's on. And it's on from that moment until the arm goes back and the previous Masters champion puts the green jacket on, on the winner. Nice. That's a classic. Ross, the only time I've ever been interested in the Masters is... When you and I bet on uh, Tiger Woods to win it, uh, what was that, 2019? And yeah, we got good odds, and uh, that turned out nicely. I was fired up about the Masters that year. So if if people on Twitter can uh, tell me about a nice guy to uh, put a future bet on for the Masters, maybe I'll get interested in at FanDuel.com, obviously. All right. Well, that was talking golf. Here on Locked On Senators, we'll have plenty of golf time this summer. Although, Pilsy said, not mathematically eliminated. Pilsy, let's hit a quick segment on Belleville, and then we'll wrap up today's show with our game day preview. Because Mark Sinclair deserves a serious amount of love. We were very loud on this show yesterday saying, what the hell are they bringing Mads to, to Florida for? We want him to get the extra NHL pay. Don't get me wrong. And we do think he's one of the two best goalies in the team right now in the NHL. But we also care about Belleville, and we want we them to do well. It's, I got my staff sweater in the closet. We care about Belleville. Yeah, we put the hours in. Yeah, Those replays didn't make themselves, Pilsy. They surely did not. That was hard work, Ross, making those oh. replays. The, the camera didn't film itself either, hey? No, no, we did that. <laughs> However, the Belleville Senators had a huge game last night, and they decided to go with a PTO goalie. Their fourth PTO goalie this season, completely unprecedented, I have to say. Ross, decided to go and were forced to go are two different things. I mean, they didn't have much of a choice here as Mark Sinclair, he gets to start his first ever AHL game, and backing him up is Alex Harrowe. Oh, boy. Herwarski? I'm oh. sorry if I messed that one up, but I'm unfamiliar with his game. So I, I wasn't ready to read that one off. He is not one of the 10, yes, 10 goalies to play a game for Belleville this year. But who knows? Maybe next game he'll get in. Honestly, and a, a shutout impending. Yeah, 41 save. Shutout, just like Mark Sinclair got. But unfortunately, the Sens lose in a shootout in Belleville. Womp womp. One puck got past Mark Sinclair in the shootout and the entire game, and he gets an overtime loss. Wow. Tough, tough. And uh, that one puck, Ross, was Cole Cylinder, someone that uh, we know very well. Yeah, well, Belleville's, Belleville's dead. I'm ready to eulogize the Belleville Sens. 
Not mathematically eliminated, though. Come on. Yeah, I mean, the team they just gave up an extra point to has two games in hand, and there's only four games left. Yeah, actually, I haven't checked the math on that. They might be mathematically eliminated. They are so dead. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get the calculator out, and I'll figure that out. The body's cold. They're <laughs> Dude, they're last place in the division. Like, <laughs> Talking playoffs? Yeah, we're, we're talking play-ins? They're, they're last place with the most games played. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking great. They're actually tied in games played with uh, Toronto. Toronto has 20 more points. Is, is it about time we check in on the Allen Americans? Maybe we have some hope there. No, no hope. Hope is no. dead. Oh, hope is dead. But yes, okay. and Shabbat back for the first round. Yep. All right, let's have a game day preview. With all the injuries in Ottawa, it is nice to see Tyler Clevin about to play his fourth NHL game. Mm-hmm. JBD, can he really leave a good taste in management's mouth for next season because he needs waivers after the training camp? And how active would the Senators be in, in you know figuring out the right side of the decor with only two right shots on the roster and Zubin Hamannick, JBD Lassie, obviously kind of in that next tier. So what can they do tonight? We'll have a full game day preview cats and senators tonight from sunrise, Florida. That's coming up on the other side. You're listening to locked on senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at indeed guys. When you're drafting your fantasy team, fantasy baseball drafts just happened. Do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team as well? If you're building a talented roster, you need Indeed. You're the fantasy champion over there. I know, not to brag, but uh, I've done a good job of finding the right candidates for the job in my fantasy uh, platform. But Indeed is the hiring platform in the real world where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't need 12 or 15 of Ross's tabs open to figure it out. Don't spend hours looking on multiple job sites. Do it all in one spot. You can find the top talent with Indeed's powerful hiring tools like matching, assessment, and virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting as well? Me too. So don't do that. Indeed US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates the moment they sponsor a job. Right away, things are going. You love to see that. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your jobs than any other job. With Indeed matching as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed Match that will match your job description. Boom. That's hiring at Connor McDavid type speed. Indeed does the hard hiring work for you. That's what you love to hear. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows you're growing your own business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have requirements. It's that simple. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditioning apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Pillsy. It's a game day. The Ottawa Senators are down in Sunrise, Florida to finish off their season series against the Florida Panthers. It's one of many 
games in the National Hockey League tonight because tomorrow is Good Friday and there are zero, zero games on the NHL schedule on Friday. Do you think it's because of Easter and Good Friday or do you think it's because of the Masters, Bills? Uh, We'll go with Masters. Everyone's going to be dialed in on Friday. It's always about the Masters. Um, We do before we get to our game day preview and, and we're very excited about tonight's game, but we'd be remiss not to bring up the anniversary of a very tragic day in hockey history. We just want to send our condolences continued to the humble Broncos family. And um, of course, if, if maybe you don't recall the, the accident five years ago today, um, a bus collided with a transport truck on their way to a hockey game. They're just going to play the game. They loved bunch of kids, 16 to 20 years old, a lot of people listening, I think, have played junior hockey where it's just you're doing it for the love of the game. There's maybe 25 bucks a week for gas money, but for the most part, you're doing it for the love of the game. You're you're taking bus trips long, and um, 16 people that died that day, and 13 more were injured. So um, I know that in the immediate aftermath, the hockey world was so great at giving their support, but um, it, it needs to be continued, right? You don't want to make it something that's forgotten over time. Yeah, I mean, just such a tragic event that kind of shook the entire hockey world, whether you're in Canada, U.S., or it doesn't matter because uh, traveling to and from games is is a part of the sport, especially in places like Canada where you got to go far to get to other teams and tournaments and such. So just really, really saddening that uh, something like that happened and uh, the effects of it are still felt today, Ross. And I I really feel for... um, the survivors of that as well, because not only do you have to live through that traumatic event, but a, uh, a few of them uh, are clearly not the same physically and emotionally after that. So we hope that they get all the support they need and uh, and uh, that the families that lost players and um, even like the, the radio guy and the coaches and, and everyone involved is just really, really terrible. So we're, we're thinking of those people today. We certainly are, and uh, yeah, you, you can't say enough about uh, about the hockey community coming together at the most tragic times. It just really shows that even though, like tonight, we're going to hate the Florida Panthers, it all comes back to, to humanity at the end of the day and realizing they're so much bigger than the game of hockey. So uh, tonight, obviously... Um, you, you can you can honor the the humble Broncos. Maybe the put, putting your stick out on the on the balcony. I remember that uh, trend right after it happened, and uh, just a good kind of way to to touch the families that show that we're thinking and, and we care about them. And you know, Brady Kachuk's made a career of, of showing he cares. Whether it's meeting with fans before or after games, and really kind of taking a charity initiative by bull by the horns. I really think that you're seeing kind of the best of the best with with Brady Kachuk leading the Ottawa Senators. Tonight, it's Brady Kachuk against Matthew Kachuk. Did you know they're brothers? But with all seriousness, tonight's game will have an intensity of a playoff matchup. For the Florida Panthers, they're tied for the wild card right now. 87 points, 87 points. The New York Islanders are going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Okay, not an easy game. Tampa Bay, been struggling, but they can strike at a moment's notice. Then you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins who have some old friends coming to town. That's GM Bill Guerin who won the cup as a player with Pittsburgh and Marc-Andre Fleury will expect to start in goal. So Pittsburgh's one point back. Huge game for Florida. And if it is going to be the Panthers that make the playoffs, Pilsy, 
you know Brady doesn't want Matthew to be able to say, oh, we also officially mathematically eliminated you as well. Yeah, and uh, we'll see if Brady ends up uh, gassing Bud Lights at the Panthers game. Uh, if that happens, the Panthers get in and the Sens don't. I think it's a little bit of a different dynamic than out in Calgary. If they're playing the Leafs, I'm all for it. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, but I, I think uh, maybe we'll have to tone that down a little bit if I'm Brady. Dial it in? Yeah, dial it in a little bit. But hey, we're, we're not there yet. We're, we're talking as if this funeral has already started, Ross. No, we're not there yet. Because the Ottawa Senators, a team that is not soft, has an opportunity to bully a Florida Panthers team that, sure, they won four games in a row, uh, Ross, but the last time they lost was up against the Ottawa Senators. So let's let's bookmark that winning streak. The, a win at the start of the Panthers' winning streak and a win to close it off. I think that would be great for the Sens. I think so as well. And, and you look at the road struggles that Ottawa's had this year. You hope that they can at least finish off on a good note tonight. And then the final road game of the year is the final game of the year, yep. April 13th in Buffalo. Where could it be Craig Anderson's final NHL game? Maybe. That will be decided then. Let's take a look at tonight's lineups. Pilsy, do you want to start with the Panthers or the Ottawa Senators? Let's start Panthers. Panthers? All right. Tonight's Panthers lineup is, well, how do you say this? Pretty, pretty good. When you look at it, their top line has a 40-goal score. Their second line has a 40-goal score. The top line is Alex Barkov in between Carter Verhage and Anthony Duclair. The second line is Anton Lundell with Eli Lusterainen and Matthew Kachuk. The third line is Eric Stahl between Ryan Lomberg and Sam Reinhart. And the fourth line is Colin White with Nick Cousins and Giovanni Smith. On the back end, Gustav Forsling and Aaron Ekblad, Mark Stahl with Brandon Montour, and Josh Mahara with Radko Gudas in goal. We expect it to be Alex Lyon as well. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky has not played since the last game against the Ottawa Senators. He's been dealing with an illness. The uh, Florida Panthers are 40, 31, and 7 on the season, 6-4 and four in their last 10, currently riding a four-game win streak. Their top scorer, yeah, it's Matthew Kachuk, and it's not even close. He has 103 points in 75 games. Pilsy, who is your lookout player on the Cats? Well, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit here, Ross. You just mentioned it. Matthew Kachuk is my lookout player. I mean, yes, Alex Barkov is the captain. This is his team. But I feel like, as I, I think I saw a quote of this, as Matthew Kachuk goes, the Florida Panthers goes. And that really seems to hold true here as He's been a big part of this winning streak recently, Rossi. just had a hat trick up against the Montreal Canadiens, and then he's had a couple points in his last couple games as well. So I really think that Matthew Kachuk has the opportunity to take over a game if he so chooses. He didn't really do that the last time these two teams played. So I think after having his dad publicly uh, kind of shame his team, not necessarily him, but a team that he's a leader on, had a big impact on him, and he's turned things around since then. So we'll see if the Florida Panthers have a different mentality and uh, try to be a little more physical up against the Ottawa Senators in this one. And, I mean, geez, anytime you have over 100 points, you're obviously a driver on a team. So Matthew Kachuk is going to have a big game, in my opinion. So look out for him. Yeah, the higher intensity of the game, the better Matthew Kachuk plays. And I expect him to be a difference maker in this game if the Panthers are going to be successful. But where I think the Panthers need to be better 
is on the back end. And that's why I'm going to highlight. I'm between a pair. You know what? Double barrel Florida Panthers lookout player. Because I want to give Gustav Forsling a little bit of love. Two goals the last meeting against Ottawa. And when we had locked on Panthers host Armando Velez on before the season, he told us that Gustav Forsling was his breakout candidate. Yep. Sure enough, those two goals against Ottawa five games ago tied and then set a career high in points. And he's since added another assist. So he's up to 39 points in 78 games, plus 21 to add on to a plus 41 from last year, plus 62 in the last two seasons for him. He's a minute muncher, a career high there as well, 23 minutes and 22 seconds, and just an all-time underrated player in the league. So wanted to highlight him, but also how about the emergence of Brandon Montour on the second pair? Pilsy, trivia time, trivia time. How many defensemen in the National Hockey League have more points than Brandon Montour? Four. Mm, I like that you're guessing. Carlson, Hughes, um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on uh, Morrissey, Morrissey. Number four? That's all I got. Dougie Hamilton is actually. Oh, I should have got that one. Yeah. He's second. He's 21 goals. He's yeah. Second. Adam Fox is fifth. Rasmus Dahlin and Miro Haskinen are tied at 68. That's the whole list. Yeah, and uh, Ross, Brandon Montour recently just broke Keith Yandel's uh, franchise record for points by a defenseman, which is pretty impressive. Yandel had some amazing years uh, down in Florida. So I've always been a Brandon Montour guy. Like when the Buffalo Sabres acquired him from Anaheim, I was like, yep, that's a really good pickup. But uh, I mean, nothing worked in Buffalo during that stretch, so you can't blame him there. And I, I know everyone goofed on this decor at the start of the year, but I didn't think it was as bad as people thought. I think with just one more piece, that could be a good decor. And uh, then once they solve the goaltending, this team has a really good roster. Brandon Montour is currently on a four-game point streak where he has six points in his last four games, one goal and five assists there. He's or he's plus five as well during this time, averaging 22-48. So um, that's another lookout player for me. And, at that, let's turn over to the Ottawa Senators because this is obviously Locked On Senators. For more on that, you can go check out Locked On Panthers. But here at Locked On Senators, we're fired up that the rookies are still in. Look at that decor outside of Nick Holden. Look at it. All youth, all the time, even with the goalies, Pilsy. This was basically our top prospects list going into the season. Yeah. Like, Eight of our ten guys are on this team right now. So lots to get excited about, um, especially there's four games left and the Senators aren't mathematically out of it. I think that in itself should be celebrated. But now, over 86.5 points on the season, Pilsy. I need that like I need air to breathe over at FanDuel. Our Senators expected lines tonight. Tim Stutzla in between Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Ridley Gregg in between Alex DeBrinkett and Claude Giroux. Mr. 996, by the way. Shane Pinto in between Matthew Joseph and Igor Sokolov. And Mark Kastelik will play between Patrick Brown and Austin Watson. The decor I alluded to. It's Jake Sanderson with Artem Zub. It's Eric Brandstrom with Nick Holden. And it's Tyler Clevin with Jacob Bernard Docker. We mentioned Levy Marilainen expected to start in goal. He made 34 saves in his NHL debut in Carolina in an overtime loss. The Injury list, Pilsy. Do we have enough time to do the injury list on today's show? Oh, boy. Josh Norris, Parker Kelly, Derek Broussard, Jacob Chikrin, Thomas Shabbat, Travis Hamannick. 
Anton Forsberg. And yes, again, back-to-back days, I mess up the graphic. Oh, no, Ross. I know. I know. It's the end of the season. It's tough to stay consistent over and over and over and over again. Uh, Yeah, it is. That's okay. It's been a long season for the podcasters, too. People talk about a long 82-game grind for the players. Don't forget the podcasters here. It ain't easy. But, Ross, also, take uh, Sogard off that injury list and add Cam Talbot to the extras list as he is a healthy scratch in meaningful like Ross if you would have told me at the start of the season the Sens are playing meaningful games with four games left in April and Talbot would be a healthy scratch I would not have believed you I wouldn't have either I really wouldn't have I I think this is a a wild storyline that's developing right here of course nothing's official yet but all signs appears that way yeah because DJ word for word verbatim i think is the way that these people would say that that's a german word well done he said if he doesn't start he backs up well if the same lineup would mean levy starting so two and two equals four (laughs) (laughs) nice little callback it's game 79 tonight for the ottawa senators their record so far this season 37 34 and seven good for 81 points Right now, they're coming off back-to-back OT losses in Columbus and in Carolina. Pilsy, who is your locked-on player tonight? My locked-on player for tonight's game is going to be Ridley Gregg. I thought Ridley Gregg had a really great game uh, last game. He uh, had a really good hit. I forget who he knocked down, but it was a really good physical play. I think it was Brady Shea. Yeah, I think it was. Brady Shea had a a good game offensively, but the Sens were all over him physically. Uh, And then he had a goal that was disallowed. I mean, obviously, that's about as much of a handball play as you can. He pretty much catches it and throws it in. Uh, And then he had a really good breakaway opportunity where Ranta just stretched the pad out as he did a back uh, forehand, backhand, all the way across the crease. A really nice move, in my opinion. I just thought it really looked like Ridley Gregg felt a little bit more comfortable in last game than he had in the past. And I think a big part of it, Ross, is getting him to play with Claude Giroux. I can't, like, the connection that those two have, it's, uh, I've mentioned it, it's almost like Claude Giroux is, is the uncle and uh, Gregg is, is the nephew and he's trying to bring him along and have some fun as well. So as a, as a fun uncle myself, I can definitely relate to that. And I think those two should be always be together, whether it's five on five or the second power play unit, like they have been. I think it's a good connection. And it I don't think Ridley Gregg is cut out to be a second line center, especially not right now. But I just love having Pinto down there. So I think that is the right spot for him. So I'm going to be locked on to Ridley Gregg number 17 tonight. Trivia time, Pilsy. Here we go. Ridley Gregg has eight NHL points. How many... Has Claude Giroux been in on whether whether Claude scored or whether Ridley, Ridley scored? Five. Yes, let's. Ooh, I'm. Oh, you hitting the sound there? There we go. Nice. I love that. Uh, I, sh- shout out to me. I'm getting a lot better at trivia. I feel like I was humming and hawing a lot more. Now I'm just going with my gut, and I'm getting a lot better at it. So we're seeing uh, my trivia prowess grow before your eyes or yes. before your you ears. See Ridley Gregg's uh, scoring summary this season up on and shout out hockey reference. It honestly helps us so much. Hockey reference. Unreal. Yeah, Go, uh, Ridley Gregg's first three points, all primary assists on Claude Giroux goals. Um, ironically though, 
Clojure was nowhere to be found on Ridley Gregg's lone NHL goal. Come on, Claude. Jeez. Get that together. I'll settle for four. No, three assists tonight for Claude Giroux. And then he needs to score. He needs a thousand points in front of us. Would just be the perfect ending to a great take by me. Pat on the back. Yeah, that would be great, Ross. I'm I'm hoping for that for you. Another cool kind of storyline. You know how Claude Giroux finished his Flyers career with exactly 900 points in exactly a thousand games? Mm -hmm. Game 82 this year for Ottawa will be Claude Giroux's 1100th game. And he could get a thousand. Wow. Imagine the symmetry. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I prefer it on Saturday. And it would also give Ottawa a better chance to win if Claude Giroux is getting on the score sheet. My locked-on player tonight, though, it's got to be Tim Stutzla, man. This guy was so frustrated with himself last game. The definition of trying to do too much, and I think for him, simplify. Don't try to score three goals on the same shift. Just simplify your game and don't look at the the history right three straight games without a point hasn't happened to him since um since the middle of february okay he's just been able to go on a complete heater since then but now you look at it and beyond those three games yeah he had a four game point streak but then it was back-to-back games before that so in the last nine games he's got a point in four of them okay so like He's 21 years old. That's still good. But considering the pace that he got himself up to, I think Timmy's kind of looking around being like, damn, like I've slowed down a bit by my standards. I need to get it together. I think Timmy's going to come out and I'm just going to be watching. I'm going to be locked onto him. I'm not saying that he's going to have the two, three points. Like I, uh, I think I said three points the last time he had two. Uh, was that the devil's loss? I think it was. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. I think for him, it's just about simplifying his game tonight and leaving the frustration at the door. Like, I know it's been a tough stretch here for him uh, over the last three games, but deep breath. You're still a great hockey player, and I think that we're going to see the best of him tonight. Yeah, I, I feel like your spiel there was what Claude Giroux told Timmy on the bench. It's like, Timmy, man, like, it's going to be all right. Like, you're still an amazing player. Like, don't get so down on yourself. And he's just laughing. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I think Tim Stutzla is one of those guys that – he hates losing more than he likes winning. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about winning. It's about not losing. And he hates losing. And especially when you're losing in close overtime, meaningful games. And especially, Ross, when you're the player that had a brutal turnover and giveaway in your own end that led to a Columbus Blue Jackets overtime winning goal. That type of stuff will probably haunt Timmy if uh, we have our read on him right, which I think we do. So I hope he can bounce back from it, get the blinders on, and just keep playing his game because we love seeing Timmy superstar in action. Heck yeah. So let's let's fire that up tonight. Timmy did score in the last game against the Florida Panthers, so he has that to lean on as well going into tonight. Billsy, let's wrap up with a key to victory. Key to victory is play hard. Don't be soft. We, we heard Big Walt say this Florida Panthers team can be soft. And I really feel like, Ross, that the Ottawa Senators can piss off this Florida Panthers team. Like, it just seems like they're able to do that. And in turn, if you can do that and award yourself with some power plays, the Florida Panthers are still one of the worst penalty-killing teams in the league. So, if the Ottawa Senators can get their power play opportunities and cash in on them, I think that's going to be a big reason why they have success here. So so basically what, what I'm saying is play a hard physical game to upset the Panthers, have them take penalties, in turn lead to power play opportunities. 
For as bad as the Florida Panthers penalty kill has been over the entire season, Ottawa scored three times on the power play in their last meeting. Their power play is so good and so red hot against Ottawa. They went 0 for 4. That is only one of three out of the last 15 games where they haven't scored a power play goal. They have a power play goal in 12 of their last 15 games. And in, well, they had three in one game against Winnipeg. Other than that, it's just one per game. But if they're good for one per game, even if they are struggling on the PK, they're able to make up for that, the special teams on their own. So to me, I'm looking at this, uh, this special teams unit. I'll just say both of them is my key to victory. Win the special teams unit. And you have to know, that this Florida Panthers team can beat you with speed. Look at the wingers. Like Ottawa Senators fans, well aware about Anthony Duclair. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys like that up and down the wing. Carter Verhage, don't know how much longer we can call him underrated now that he's a 40-goal scorer. But I think you're going to be seeing a lot of speed in this game. And if you're Ottawa, be hard on the forecheck, be physical early, and try to, yeah, put the Panthers on their heels. Uh, because we've seen them kind of cower in those situations before. So I'm excited for tonight. I really am. I think it's going to be an entertaining hockey game. I think it's going to be fast. It's going to be speed-driven. And uh, hopefully the refs don't get in the way like they did in Carolina would be my only hope. It's a 7 o'clock puck drop tonight. Senators at Florida to take on the Panthers. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? You want to talk Masters? <laughs> yeah, I know all about the Masters. Um, I- I'm fired up for this game, honestly, Ross. Like, And it... It has to be stated that this Alex Lyon kid, yeah, he's been amazing, but you gotta wonder if the the clock's gonna turn midnight here and uh, it's, everything's gonna turn into a pumpkin again here. Is this magical run? Like he's been so good recently, but Ross, he's played eleven games for the Florida Panthers in the NHL this season. That will tie his career high as a thirty-year-old for most NHL games in a season. So. This is someone that uh, he's not used to playing this much. So I'm hoping that eventually it'll be too much for him and the Ottawa Senators can kind of burst through that wall. Well, they just threw him in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you guys know, that's that's an effective method there. Well, I guess threw him in the Atlantic Ocean is probably more more likely eh? on, on the coast there down in Miami. Yeah. Great show today. A couple laughs, a couple uh, good analysis, and obviously uh, the more serious topic of, of the humble Broncos. And we are wishing them all the best in terms of their families and the injured guys, making sure that they can live as normal of a life as possible. Obviously, Caleb Dahlgren has probably been the most vocal. Uh, yeah. He's written a book on it and, and doing all that uh, to help the survivors. So our thoughts and prayers, and, and we dedicate this episode to the humble Broncos, and, uh, and hopefully we never see another crash like that that takes so many innocent lives but for today we say goodbye uh we'll see you in the postcast at Aleem's martian and brandon pillar will have the postcast for you tonight but for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan and this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day <laughs>